I just want to remind you, me, us, that you do not have to have all of the answers. Even though that is the expectation, it's okay to say, I don't know. You're tuning in to the Sheer Resilience Podcast, the brown girl's guide to facing life's hurdles without giving up. Tune in weekly as we share candid conversations and an occasional kiki to help you bounce back and be the best version of yourself. I am your host, Brandi Lucas. Let's cut up. Sheer Squad, what's up? Welcome back. This episode is a little late. I'm definitely um, uploading usually earlier in the day, but this episode almost didn't happen. I get into that later. Let me talk about this week's dope thing that I am digging. So this week's dope thing is the Beyond Beauty Collective. I've been talking a little bit about my online community that I am Building, it's in its infancy stage, but it is a hub for Black women to get together, have conversations, and build relationships outside of social media. It launched and it is growing. I have been having hurdles. I'm going to be real with you guys because I believe that as a culture, we are very much used to spectating. So we go on social media and we scroll. Something's not interesting. We scroll past it. We spend a little time on what we want to, but we have been conditioned to move quickly and to spectate more than engage. This community, the Beyond Beauty community, is about engagement. It's about building relationships, having conversations. And while we are getting a lot of incredible women joining the community, I am still figuring out ways to get people to actually engage with one another. But guess what? Your girl is up for the challenge. I believe in what God is going to do with this platform, with the women um, in this community. So I'm pushing through. If you are interested in being a, a part of the Beyond Beauty Collective, the information about the community will be down in the show notes below. All right, let's get into it. Like I said, y'all, this one was a bit of a challenge to get up today. Um, but here I am because this is what I do, right? I enjoy the podcast. And once I get you know, in the space, get the headphones on, get the setup set up. It always flows and I'm always excited that I did it. When I thought about what today's episode would be, it kind of got me a little bit. This week is the week of Mother's Day. Shout out to all of the moms. And I don't know, I kind of approach Mother's Day with interesting feelings. Of course, I am a mom who is experiencing life in a different season of motherhood because my children are young adults. And I am a daughter who is still learning to navigate life without my own mother. So while there's joy and just immense gratitude and just like Yay, me, I'm a mama, I had these kids and kept them alive. 
there is also that feeling of hmm, happiness that comes around celebrating Mother's Day. I hadn't been, I had been fine. I had been fine. I can say that each year it has gotten a bit bear, more bearable than initially when I lost my mom. But I don't know. Some about getting ready to record, I was like, yeah, maybe I put up a repeat episode of something in the past just to kind of give myself the space to feel my feelings. But I'm all right. I'm all right. Yeah, I'm gonna roll through this. So. Let's talk motherhood. While it is one of the most incredible experiences ever that I personally, and you probably share this same like immense joy around being a mom. If you are a mom, it is H-A-R-D. Exclamation point. Don't forget that. Motherhood is hard. It's a never-ending job that you never clock out of. (laughs) I felt like I had such an experience with my mother, a unique experience my brother and I had because my mom really was the old school. I became a mother kind of young about getting these kids to the year 18 life and they are on their own. My brother and I both moved out. I think I was 19 when I like for real, for real to never come back again, move out. My brother moved out about 18 as well. We never came back home until I came home close to the end of my mom's life. So I really was about that. Get out here and navigate life space. My children are, my son just had a birthday yesterday. He is 24 years old and my daughter is 21. Their experience is very different from my brothers and I. They have had a little bit of space as long as they were doing what my husband and I's expectation for people who live in our house to do. As long as they were abiding to those rules, there wasn't that like hard stop at 18. My son did leave. My daughter is leaving soon to go to school. But like I said, she's 21 now. So she has had the grace and space to just continue living here and figuring out her next steps. I didn't have that. And at 21, I had two kids, so I needed to be somewhere with my name on the lease anyway. So no gripe there. It is just interesting as I think about motherhood from the two perspectives, my experience as a child, as a daughter, and then my experience as a mother. And both of them situations is hard. As a grown woman, who now has adult kids, I got a whole different level of empathy and understanding for what my mom may have been feeling and thinking. This thing is no joke, but I believe that God equips us with everything that we need to do this job that he has given us. So I want to just share a couple of things that are on my heart to fellow mothers. And as I'm saying this, I'm saying it to myself because I think that The expectations are so high for mothers. We're juggling so much that every once in a while, it's good to be reminded of a couple of things. This is the week where you should be getting spoiled and getting a little extra attention. We really need a month. Let's start rallying and like draw up a bill for it to be Mother's Month and not Mother's Day. 
But let's kick it off a little bit early and I want to show y'all some love and just send you a couple of reminders on your motherhood journey. The first thing I want you to know is you don't have to have all the answers. The amount of stress, missleep, aggravation that I have endured and I'm sure many of you have out there and feeling the weight of your family, your children in particular, looking to you for guidance and direction and answers and to kiss the boo-boos and to make the meals and to do all of the things. I just want to remind you, me, us, that you do not have to have all of the answers. Even though that is the expectation, it's okay to say, I don't know. Something that I realized also is that there are things that have been put on me as a Black mom, as a Black woman also, but there are, and I'm telling you, a pile, not just like sprinkled around. There are a pile of things that I have signed myself up for or put myself in the mix of that is not necessarily my responsibility. So... I'm learning to untie those things and I hope that this kind of triggers something in you to help you evaluate like what is your specific assignment based on your beliefs, based on your role in your household and all of that. How many of these things are you adding to? (laughs) Are you adding to because you want to do better than what your mom did or you want to your kids to show up and have this persona or because you feel like you are the mechanism that is going to make them the most well-rounded adult. A lot of these things, there is uh, impact that we have as moms. Absolutely, we have an impact and we have, we attribute to the outcome in many ways, but we are in no way wholeheartedly responsible for the outcomes of who our children become. So just understand that you don't have to have all of the answers. I also want you to know that your experience does not have to be your children's experiences. This one was a heavy one for me. My mom had my brother at 18, me at 21. I followed right in her footsteps and had my son at 18, my daughter at 21. And I was like nervous that, and not in particular about my son. That's interesting. I'm talking through it and hearing myself say it, but for my daughter, child, listen, I was adamant about like talking to her about what my experience was like and relationships and While I was conscious, I think I was, I have to get her opinion about it. I think that I was conscious about making sure that I didn't like burden her with the idea of being safe and not making mistakes or being too serious in relationships too early so that she wouldn't follow in the footsteps of both me and her grandmother. But I definitely did my best to give it a game and help her to understand And I'm happy to say she's 21 and she did not follow in my footsteps. However, the weight and 
anxiousness and concern and probably being heavier on her than I needed to be in certain situations was definitely fueled by my own experience. So just understand your experiences don't necessarily have to be your children's experience. Being conscious of generational patterns is something that is important and just realizing that things have been a pattern in your family. Hopefully you find a way to motivate and to express your family history to your child without like allowing it to be a burden on yourself or because it's not an automatic thing. There are so many experiences that my mom had that I thank God don't have so many she did that I do have. Same thing for my daughter. So it's not a given. And often we are fueling our perspective of parenting based on our experiences. And that can be a lot on everybody involved. Finally, the last thing that I want to remind all of my fellow mommies is ask for help. It is so important to know when to tap somebody in. I understand everybody's situation is not a two-parent household. There's not always a dad in the picture. I completely get it. However, my prayer is that you don't allow the fact that you are the main parent to keep you from seeing all of the other support systems that the Lord has put in your life. It may be a teacher that your child takes to. It may be, of course, a family member, a grandparent, a neighbor. And y'all, if you've been listening to this podcast, you know I am no stranger to how you have to watch your kids in the presence of other people. Run this thing back some episodes and I have shared my own journey with needing to protect your children and needing to have been protected in my past. So I completely get it. You definitely want to approach asking people to support you and give you a hand in caring for your children strategically. But the most important thing you can do is to ask God to give you people in your life that are trustworthy, that are honorable, that you can trust with your children. I think it's worth noting that the weight, responsibility, the balls that we juggle as mothers, there is absolutely nothing wrong with you getting the help that you need from an emotional standpoint through therapy. I am an advocate, had a session today, if I can be completely honest, and it has really helped me to view parenting through a different lens, to view my own journey as a child with my mother and my father through a different lens. It's giving tools, it's giving me a place to vent to where I'm not projecting things onto my children. It is a game changer for sure. So ask for the help that you need. You do not have to carry the world on your back. That's why a lot of us are stressed the heck out as it is. Why heart disease and all of these things are so prevalent in African-American women because we be carrying the most. I'm gonna run these things back. 
You don't have to have all the answers, mommy. Your experience does not have to be your children's experience and absolutely ask for the help that you need. I'm sending you guys so much love. Happy Mother's Day, early Mother's Day. If you are not a mommy, you've been momming somebody in your life, be it a godchild, a niece, a nephew, a neighbor, the kids at the church. There is somebody in your life who you loved on and cared about like a mother. So we want to give love and shout out to you as well. Until next time, I want you guys to keep learning keep living, and more importantly than anything, spread love because it's rough out here and we need it. I'll talk to y'all next time.